You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brain, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JasonCouch.com, and it's it's weird that I'm I'm usually not this optimistic um, when the Blue Jays are on a losing streak, which they are. Um, they lost the first two games in Yankee Stadium, um, but. Yeah, today I'm going to talk about, you know, some of the good things out of those first couple games. Um, This will probably be be released during today's game between the Blue Jays and the Yankees. I know I said I was going to do a doubleheader yesterday, but Tuesday is my Monday at my day job. And um, there was a lot of work that was just kind of thrown on, so... I I had to postpone, but again, we will make up for it today. So anyway, like I said, I do want to talk about some positive things, and we will start with the Monday game that was very positive for like the first half, and then a couple innings happened, and it was really bad, and then kind of came back to average. I guess. Um, But yeah, we are going to have to talk about Aaron Sanchez again because what can you say? It was the strongest case for Aaron to be in the bullpen yet, honestly. Because he was cruising along just, um, you know, Four innings of shut-up ball was great. And then, like, I got back from the beach with my loving partner. And, you know, I checked my phone and it's like, okay, runners on first and second with uh, one out. And I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, here we go. This is, this is the start of it, isn't it? This is where things get blown up. And sure enough, Aaron Hicks' three-run home run gives the Yankees the immediate lead. And it was just all downhill from there. For Sanchez, he, he just lost the plot. The Yankees were all over him in the sixth inning. Um, and Derek Law couldn't, couldn't do anything with the inherited runners. Gave up another three-run home run. And it was just, like, typical, like, oh, here we go. That Boston series was a mirage. And and they're just going to go right back to this, essentially. Um, but no, there, there were some positive things to take out of that. Um, starting with the eighth inning, which... I know there were extenuating circumstances to what the Blue Jays did, 
in the eighth inning because they did it against Jonathan Holder, who has been absolutely terrible. And like he managed to give up five runs without getting it out. Homer, single, 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 Homer. Which, I mean, shout out Freddie Galvez getting that grand slam. <laughs> you got to make those chances count. Um, but it, it was nice to see a bit of fight back. Again, that's, that's what we want to see out of this team. We want to see moxie. We want to see battling. And, you know, the Blue Jays do have that sort of never-say-die attitude in this game. Just it wasn't enough to overcome the fifth and sixth inning because, again, just an absolute gong show of a frame. That's sixth inning. Um, but I said we were going to talk positive. So, again, Vlad Jr. had a big day at the plate. That's what the Blue Jays need to see. They need to see him kind of on the road to recovery. Um, we said last week he looked terrible after getting plunked by Garrett Cole. So seeing him put together a night like that, very consistent night at the plate, huge. And that's what, you know, Blue Jays fans need to see going forward. Lourdes continues to hit. He's insane. I retweeted um, Scott Mitchell earlier today. He's batting 330 since he was called back up from Buffalo. He has 10 home runs and 19 RBIs. Um, He has the seventh best weighted runs created. Over the past month, like Mike, like he's behind like Mike Trout and Pete Alonso and Christian Yelich. Those are some huge names to to get up there with. Um, like Kettle Marte is going to be an All Star. Mike Mustakis has been an All Star, and then there's Jacoby Jones, which I mean, good for Jacoby, but just that. That 100% turnaround shows no signs of stopping, and the Blue Jays will take every minute of that. Randall Gritchick had a good day at the plate that day, three for five. Like, the Blue Jays' offense was not the problem, like it's been so many times this season. So, it, it was good to see that. And then it was good to see Sean Reed Foley, and even in a relief role, um, deliver two scoreless innings. Now, granted, it was fraught with tension because, again, he, he still hasn't figured out the control issues. He walked three Yankees, gave up two hits. Joe B. Genie had to come in and uh, get Gio Urshela to fly out just to limit the damage. But, um, yeah, Sean Reed fully did a good job in that instance being called up just to give some innings to the Blue Jays and he accomplished that. So that that's good. And if that helps his confidence a little bit, then, you know, that can only be a good thing for his development. Again, he still needs to not walk people. That is the biggest thing, but no, it was, it was a lot of positive things to be taken from a game that looked like it was going to go completely off the rails for the Blue Jays. And that actually continued in Tuesday night's contest. We will talk about that in a second. But just a reminder, um, if you're looking for the latest takes on NBA free agency, if you want to know 
um, where Kawhi bought a house or what restaurant Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were spotted at. Um, follow the Locked On Podcast Network hosts, all concentrated on one Twitter feed for you at LockedOnNBA.net. It's an awesome way to get all the latest opinions from the local experts during this free agency time, a.k.a. the best time in the NBA because it's like all the drama and like Carmelo's going to be on the Lakers and that's hilarious. So uh, make sure you're following LockedOnNBA.net. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Tuesday's game obviously did not look like it was going to go the Blue Jays' way, even with the Yankees using their opener strategy and sending Chad Green out again. And, you know, Nestor Cortez, probably best remembered for being a Rule 5 claim of the Orioles and being so bad that he went right back to the Yankees. But Cortez has excelled in this kind of bulk innings role and yeah it was going to be tough for the Blue Jays to deal with that because they have not dealt well with openers just in general so it was imperative to get something out of Clayton Richard if they were going to have any shot at this and for the most part they did Clayton Richard looked good um you know aside from the problem that Pretty much everyone in their dog could see coming um, that Clayton Richard would have trouble keeping the ball inside Yankee Stadium. And he did. Gave up three home runs. First two batters of the game, DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Judge took him deep. Obviously not positive, but... For the most part, what Clayton Richard was able to do is... You know, kind of what Marcus Stroman is really good at. He bent, but he didn't break. All three of those home runs were solo shots that he gave up. The rest of the time, he did a great job keeping the ball in the park, limiting the Yankees to just singles, and then getting some great defense. And Richard helped provide it as well. That double play in the first inning, that weird freaking double play where they managed to get Stanton... Uh, trying to advance the third and actually knocked Stanton out of the game. But um, limiting damage like that, when he picked Aaron Hicks off in the second inning right before he gave up that home run to Claver Torres, um, kind of shows the value that Clayton Richard actually has. Um, he he is a veteran. He's a wily veteran. That pickoff move is one of the best pickoff moves in the game. And, you know, someone like Ryan Barucki, when he is fully healthy, would do very well to take advantage of having Clayton Richard there and learn how to do that pickoff move. Because it's it's an impressive move. Like, like you cannot tell where he's going, if he's going home or going to the plate, until he actually releases the ball, which is, you know, exactly what you want to do on a pickoff move. And... Again, he was ruthlessly efficient um, throughout the night. Got through six innings on only 77 pitches. Like, for a Blue Jays team that struggled so hard 
to get innings out of starters not named Marcus Stroman or Trent Thornton. Having Clayton Richard go out there and and just be just deliver a quality start. Um again, a huge boost for this team to be able to give the bullpen the night off. They only had to use two guys last night. Granted, Tim Meza came in and gave up the insurance run that, you know, took the Blue Jays out of the game because they were able to touch Aroldis Chapman for the second straight night. And the Blue Jays don't have any fear of Aroldis Chapman, which is good because Aroldis Chapman is garbage. Um, just, just a terrible person. Um, but again, the Blue Jays didn't give up on this game when they got down, um, continued to fight back, and Lourdes continued to hit. His batting average is 295 entering today's game. That's insane considering he was like sent down with like a one, like a 180 something average. Just the sheer turnaround on him has been amazing. So, yeah, I, I'm actually feeling good about this team right now. Like, it doesn't feel nearly as hopeless as, as it did during those losing streaks, like when they were losing to the Rockies and, and to the Angels and to the Padres. Like, those games felt like, like just, like you were stuck in a meeting for three hours and you, you could not look at your phone or um, there was no food served or anything. But these this last week, seeing these games against the Red Sox, seeing these games against the Yankees, you do see that growth. And, and that is what 2019 is about, seeing some kind of growth from this team. And it's taken... A bit longer than people expected, but it it is there. It's on display. We're seeing it from Lourdes. We're seeing it from Vlad Jr. We're seeing it from Kevin Biggio, who's leading off today, putting that on-base percentage to use. So there is hope again. And and granted, if Trent Thornton goes out there and gets shelled, I will be right back here later today, just like, oh, the Blue Jays are terrible, and blah, blah, blah. But for now, again, hope. It's all we can really ask for in this day and age. So we're about 10 minutes away from start. So I am going to end it here and get ready for the game. So just a reminder, you want to follow me and get like game updates whenever I have the chance to watch the game. I'll usually be sending my thoughts out at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. Um, so follow me there. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook at Locked On Jays or Locked On Blue Jays. And um, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure that you are locked on, locked on Jays. So, um, yeah, going to go watch that game. So look forward to interacting with you all. Um, and yeah, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysrunningcouch.com, 
I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.